And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. Today's show is for you listeners out there that are not real estate investors, yet you feel that you're getting nowhere financially, much less in your retirement plan. You feel like you're running through wet concrete. I'll describe you. You are middle-aged. You're married. Both you and your spouse are employed. You both make decent income, yet it just seems like you're not getting ahead, not at the rate that you expected to get ahead. In fact, unexpected expenses are a burden. You both have good careers. You make decent money, yet every month is a struggle. You're running through wet cement financially. If nothing else, where you are today is not where you expected to be when you were young, facing the world in your 20s. This is not the vision you had for your life financially. In fact, you've got very little time for yourself, much less each other, much less time for the family. Vacations are difficult for two reasons. One, travel's expensive. Travel, hotels, eating out, that's expensive. But two, you also worry about being away from your job. That's what makes it difficult. You're never really relaxed when you're on those vacations. In fact, just coordinating the same time off between your schedule and your spouse's schedule is a challenge. You've got the 401k. You do your best to feed it 20% of your income. That in itself is a challenge. It's difficult, requires sacrifice. And you know in the back of your mind that by the time you're 65, at the rate you're going today, you're not going to have enough money to have that dignified retirement. You're not going to be frolicking on the beach with your rolled up khakis in some beautiful, incredible locale in the, in the Caribbean. You know it's not happening. You realize that you're a major medical emergency or car or home repair expense. You realize that you're one of those major expenses from a financial crisis. Either one of those events or a combination of those events you know would be catastrophic. And even worse, you worry about employment. You worry what would happen if you or your spouse were laid off and unemployed for any extended amount of time. You realize how devastating that would be. Does any of that hit home with you listening to me now? Because I just described a large, large portion of people today. I just described myself 10 years ago. I can promise you the overwhelming majority of people aged 35 to 65 in this country can relate to what I just described. Again, that was me 10 years ago. But what's the difference? Well, I admitted to myself that the circumstances I was in were real, and I vowed to do something about that situation. 
Look, on one hand, I could have sat there and said, ah, you know, 65 still a couple decades away. I got plenty of time. Things are going to change. Yeah, I could have lied to myself and just kept pedaling, right? Just keep pedaling, keep pedaling, keep pedaling, because all you got is hope, right? It's really not working mathematically, but it should work out. They tell me it'll work out, and heck, 65 is a long way away. Look, everything I was doing at the time, I was excelling at everything in my life when I made this change. At least everything that the conventional wisdom world had trained me to do. Looking back, school, elementary and high school, I made excellent grades. I was top 10% of my class. I took my SAT my junior year of high school and was selected to every college I applied to. I went to college. After college, I went to work. I got married had kids, enrolled in the company 401k, worked hard, worked harder, excelled, climbed the corporate ladder. My job came first because that's what I was trained to do. I Look, I remember when my wife was in labor with the first, my first two children, I can remember stepping out and childbirth, it wasn't a quick thing, right? It takes hours. I remember stepping out, and uh, we couldn't have our cell phone in the hospital at that time. At least you couldn't have it on for whatever reason. It was an electronic issue. I would step out of the hospital, go downstairs, step outside to call the office. Can you believe that? Looking back on that right now, I just I can kick myself for that. But my job at the time was the primary focus of my life. That's how you do it. That's how you become financially free. Work, 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 then financial freedom. Well, most people listening to me right now, you already know this. You know that's not how it works. It's not working out. That's not how you become financially free, at least for the majority of people. Maybe the one percenters out there, sure. But for the most people that are working and running through that wet concrete, They're doing everything they were told to do. They're making good decisions. They're working. They're saving. They're scrimping. They're raising their families. And they are just not financially getting to where they expected to be. Like, we're sacrificing. Why is this not working? Financially, you're running through wet concrete. You know you're not getting ahead every day, every month, every year. It's hard work, hard work, hard work, sacrificing your time, scrimping, saving, Yet when you get to the end of that year, right, the time we're in right now, this is the time when we all kind of look back and reflect the holidays, right? And you look back and you go, my gosh, I'm no better this year than I was last year. And last year I wasn't better than the year before. What's going on? Nothing's changing. You still have no time and no extra money. And life is a grinder. Work, pay bills, repeat. Work, pay bills, repeat. So those of you that are in this situation, I have five considerations for you to begin investing in real estate now. So I hope you can stick with me and listen to all five. So consideration number one, real estate pricing. What's going on right now with real estate pricing? It's trending down. It is coming down. But what's going on with rental demand? That is going up, okay? The rental demand is increasing. The demand for clean, functional housing is getting stronger and stronger, yet the price of these properties is coming down. This is a buyer's market, my friends. We have not seen this in 10-plus years. 
It's been a seller's market for several years. I was buying the entire time, okay? I was buying the entire time. However, real estate works when markets trend up, and real estate works when markets trend down. We can teach you how to navigate through the entire economic cycle, okay? If you've been sitting on the sidelines because you believe the market's too hot or was too hot or too expensive, now's your time, okay? You can't use that excuse anymore. Now's your time. There are fewer buyers. Houses are staying on the market longer. You can negotiate now, okay? You couldn't negotiate last year or just six months ago. You can even make a lowball offer. You can say, hey, I like this property. This would make a great property, a great rental property. It doesn't work at 250000 that you're asking for it. Would you take two twenty? You can do that, and you might be the only offer that they have, and they may need to sell that property, okay? I'm not saying just shoot from the hip. There's a lot of analysis that needs to come in on the front side, but I'm saying you couldn't do that six months ago. No way. You know how you negotiated for a property in 2021? I'll, I'll tell you exactly how you negotiated for a property in 2021. You said, hi, I like your $250,000 house. I will give you two sixty dollars or two sixty-five, dollars and I'll close in 10 days. That's how you negotiated for, let's see, the last recent history, last 18 months at least. I saw it happen. I saw it on the other side. You negotiated by offering more, and guess what? There was 20 other people doing the same thing. Well, that's not here today, my friends. This, this is a perfect opportunity. These houses, the values, or at least the price of them is coming down, okay? It's going to go back up at some point, but now you can buy them on sale, right? The red light sale is on. You can buy them for less than you could, much less than you could just six months ago, a year ago. Uh, so, and with that, rental demand is going up, okay? What happens during a recession? Demand's going up. Look, people want housing. They just can't afford the down payment. They can't afford the interest rate. They still need a place to live. So rental demand is increasing while you can pick up these assets for less than you could, much less than you could just a few months ago. I'll give you an example here that will shine some light on this market. So you don't have to just say, hey, I heard it from Mike Harrison. There's an article that came out just uh, last week, Business Insider, okay? J.P. Morgan Chase, I think you recognize that name, the darling of Wall Street. J.P. Morgan Chase is about to spend $1 billion on hundreds of rental homes across the United States. They want to become a mega landlord. So do you think J.P. Morgan Chase maybe knows something about something? So the article goes on. They, they essentially put this agreement together. It's a joint venture. Uh, they did it November 15th. So this has just happened recently. And their plan is to acquire up to $1 billion in build-to-rent properties, okay? Build-to-rent properties. So my question for you is this. Do you think J.P. Morgan Chase sees an opportunity in real estate? Yes. They realize that prices are coming down, yet the demand is still there, okay? The rental demand is increasing. They know that people can't afford the down payment. They can't afford the interest rate but they still need a place to live. They have enough money to pay rent. They have good jobs, and so they can still pay the rent. They need a place to live. J.P. Morgan Chase also realizes that uh, right now that that uh, demand for housing is down. So they're going to bring a billion to the table. People are going to be happy. Builders are going to be happy to do business with them because what else is happening? Right now, builder confidence 
is low. Builder confidence is low. Demand for new housing is down, not because people don't want the house. They can't afford it, okay? So that increases the demand for a rental property is going up. So J.P. Morgan Chase isn't looking to just invest $1 billion. They're looking to go make several billion dollars. This is a play for them, okay? I understand. J.P. Morgan Chase has, they they have buildings full of analysts, buildings full of them. They realize this is a great opportunity. I guess my question is, is why didn't J.P. Morgan Chase do this last year? And I've got a couple of thoughts on that. One, they may have believed that, hey, the, the market is, is too hot. We want to do this. We just don't want to do it right now. But I also tend to believe J.P. Morgan Chase, like I said, they have buildings full of analysts. I bet you they foresaw, they knew we would be in this situation. Last year at this time, they knew that six months down the road, recession would be on, interest rates would go up, and demand for housing would go down. So they just held on to their money at the time. Well, they're playing it now. So I'm telling you, it's a great opportunity. I'll come back with four more considerations to invest in real estate right now. My name's Mike Harrison. questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody that's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other, that this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years, and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, where, as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I'm Mike Harrison. I've been discussing today, for those of you that are on the sidelines that are not investing in real estate or have not in the past, yet you work hard, you've done everything right, you've done everything the conventional wisdom world has told you to do, yet you still feel like you're running through wet concrete. Well, I'm going to tell you, now's the time to start looking really hard at real estate. Now is the time. I have five considerations for you to begin investing in real estate now. My first one was that real estate pricing is coming down and rental demand is going up. So, these houses that we were buying two, three, four, five years ago, I'm not saying the value because the values will always come back, but the price that you can buy those properties at is less, okay? The asset is still in demand. People still need a place to live. Rental demand is going up. So if you were sitting on the sidelines because you thought housing was too expensive, now's your time. Now, consideration number two, 
there are many ways to invest in real estate, many ways. There is at least one that will suit you, okay? It's not a a one-end game. For instance, buying a stock and riding a stock up, there's different plays out there. There's also different plays in real estate, okay? We teach four of them at Lifestyles Unlimited, and I'll go through those. Single-family properties, right? Single-family homes, buying a house, fixing it up, making a great place to live, and then renting that out to good people. So single-family home investing in real estate is really, it's good for people that have a lot of time, but maybe not a lot of money, okay? If you have a lot of money and you want to do houses, great. But if you need a place to start and you don't have a ton of money, you can get that first, at least here in Texas. Every market's different, but at least here in Texas, you can get that first rental property for anywhere from thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars out of pocket. Okay, anywhere from thirty-five to fifty. There are some markets out there where that number is going to be less. There are opportunities out there where that number will be less. Uh, I know there are some markets out there where that number may may be low, but it's still a very low threshold to begin investing, if you will, in real estate is single family homes. Now, I will tell you this, if you get, I owned 11 homes at one time, but if you start getting up there, you know, 15, 20, there's a system that you put in play. It's not as much work as you think it is, but it can become a job. It's it's as much work as you want it to be. Let's say, let's put it like that. And if you start getting to where you feel like you're spending more time on it than you want, well, you can get a property management company and property management companies are out there. Uh, we have some on our vendor portal um, and typically you're going to pay seven to 10 percent of that rent cost to a property management company. So let's say you're renting that uh, that property for fifteen hundred dollars a month. They'll take anywhere 150, 120, somewhere in between there is what they're going to take. And that's going to be their fee to essentially manage that property for you. Another great thing about single-family homes, they'll cash flow almost immediately. It is a quick intro, okay? You're going to get into this property, you're going to rent it out, and you're going to be making at a, at a fairly rapid pace, typically 90 days or less. If you've got the property ready to go, you can rent it immediately, but they're going to cash flow uh, really quick as, as far as an investment, and you'll average about $400 per month in that cash flow per home, okay? Per month, per home. The number is about 400. Some of you are making more. Uh, some of you are making a little less. Now, the second way we teach, the second strategy we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited uh, is IRO. What is IRO? It stands for Independent Rental Owner. So maybe you don't want to do houses. You can go buy a small apartment community, right? What's an apartment community? Anything with five units or more is an apartment community. A fourplex is not an apartment community. That's still considered single-family housing as far as the mortgage structure. But when you start getting into five units or more, that is considered, as far as the mortgage, an apartment community. Okay, So five units or more is what you're looking for. Independent rental owner, one owner, that's you. The beauty of a small apartment community economy of scale, right? You can own, let's say you have 12 houses and they're all over, okay? All over the place. Well, you can get a 12 unit apartment community and all 12 of those units are right there. One location. So that gives you an economy of scale. You could really maximize your time and address the needs of that apartment community 
quickly. Okay, if everything's in one spot, you can go there and you can you can take you can handle it. So I have friends that own small apartment communities and literally few hours a week, if that is uh, because all their units are in one spot and often it's a phone call or an email and they're handling uh, all the aspects of that property. Now, when you start getting into properties that are 40 units or above, some of these medium size, then you can start looking at adding some headcount, right? Uh, so anything less than 40, um, you're not going to be able to essentially have enough income to pay for a manager. It wouldn't make sense or to pay for a maintenance uh, person to help on the property or a leasing agent. So the bigger you get, uh, again, that economy of scale, you can start adding headcount to manage those properties and that sort of thing. And there's property management companies. So keep that keep that in mind. And we can teach you that. We teach that here at Lifestyles Unlimited. Now, the third way, passive investor, right? Passive investing is fantastic. I love it. It takes more money than the single family properties, but essentially it's great for someone who's got a lot of money and essentially doesn't want to use any time. Okay. Maybe they have little or no time or they just don't want to be involved. It is truly hands off. And as a passive investor, what we're doing is we find a lead investor, a syndicator, they put a property together, a business plan, and they present that business plan to their passive investors and they say, Hey, here's the property. Here's why this makes sense. Here's why this is going to be a good investment. Here's my pro forma. Here's what I expect it to pay as a percentage of cash flow, however much you invest in that property over this amount of time. And if you like the deal and you know the lead and you've got a relationship with the lead investor, you write a check and you literally hand it to them and then you do nothing. You collect quarterly dividends. Okay. So passive investing is great. Live where you want, invest where you want. I've participated in property values that are anywhere from $2 million to $50 million. I'll tell you the most important part of that entire process is the lead investor. The lead investor is actually more important than the property because they're the ones that are going to be running the deal, putting the deal together, managing the business plan. Fourth way, lead. Just the person we, we talked about, right? The person that the passives give their money to, that's the fourth way to do it. That lead is also called a, a general partner, a syndicator, a lead partner, but the lead is essentially going to create a business, run the business. They're going to accept funds from the passives, so it's a partnership. So not only are they running the business, they're also running a partnership. So there's a lot of education that goes into being a lead, and we teach that as well here at Lifestyles Unlimited. So consideration number two, if you've been on the sidelines, there's a lot of ways to do it. One of them is going to suit you. You can find something that suits your personality and your style as a real estate investor. Now, consideration number three, there are numerous tax advantages to being a real estate investor versus a stock market investor. I'll give you just a couple of examples. We can depreciate that property over 27 and a half years. We have to kick the land out. When you get your tax statement, it'll say uh, land, and then it'll say improved value. So the improved value of the home, you can depreciate that over 27 and a half years. We are in one of those periods that only comes along about every 10 years, and it's unique, and it presents some advantages that you can take it, as essentially, that you can utilize to your betterment as a real estate investor. One is essentially prices are coming down 
but demand is increasing. Two, there's a way to invest in real estate that will suit you. Three is the tax considerations, okay? I just touched on the depreciation of a single family property. You can also use depreciation on a larger scale in an apartment community. There is something called cost segregation. So in the single family house, we're depreciating the value of that house. In an apartment community, there is something called cost segregation. So it's a great advantage to use this cost segregation, especially if you're trying to offset taxes from what? Capital gains. This is a great way to do it. And it's a beautiful thing. You can't do that in the stock market, okay? And I want to throw this out there because I can hear you in the back of my mind. A lot of you 401k investors, you think you're immune from the tax? No, you're going to pay that as, as income when you pull out of your 401k. Now, some of you may have a Roth, but the Roth is the exception, not the rule. Most people don't have a Roth 401k. And then there's also uh, required minimum distributions in your retirement plan. There's nothing like that in real estate. We control all of our money in it's our money, okay? So tax uh, considerations should be uh, high on your list in mind. Just the tax advantages are incredible, okay? Most of us get money back from uh, the IRS when we do our taxes. Wouldn't that be a nice feeling? Consideration number four, you know it works because every one of you out there listening to me right now, either your parents, your family, whether it's a house, the old family house or land, that property is worth 10 times more today than it was when it was purchased decades ago. You know real estate works. Now, we don't buy for appreciation, okay? That's really down on the bottom of our list. It, people that buy real estate um, betting on the appreciation, that's a gamble. And that's really not the most effective way to do it. But do properties appreciate? Sure. If you can sit on it uh, for a long period of time, the value is going to go up. Now, we had some rapid appreciation here in the last 18 months, but that is that was a black swan event. You don't see that all the time. I, I will tell you, homes, what is it, on average, about every 10 years, they'll double in value. That's hard to believe, but it's true. You've seen it in your parents, your grandparents, your friends, your family. Um, what's the, the price of property today versus what it was in 1970 or 1980 or 1950, if you've got a family that has held on to something that long? You know real estate works but only 6% of us take it to that investment property. I, and I often wonder why, because you know real estate works. I will tell you this, the easiest, most common way to become a millionaire in the United States is because of real estate, okay? So consideration four, you know it works, you just haven't taken advantage of it. Consideration number five, this is the number one reason to invest in real estate, cash flow, okay? cash flow. Every property we buy has a cash flow, a positive cash flow component to it. So that's why I said we don't buy for appreciation because just because the property is appreciating doesn't mean that it's putting that extra $400 a month in your pocket. Okay. So that for us is the number one reason. Now, what's the difference? Let me ask you a question. Those of you that own your family home, right? You own your family home, I will ask you, how much did that home pay you last month? Nothing. It paid you nothing. How much did your 401k pay you last month? How much did your IRA pay you last month? Nothing. But we invest in assets that pay us 
each and every month in our sleep. You set it up and it's just like clockwork. Boom. First of the month, rent's due. You pay the mortgage. You pay the interest. You pay the taxes. You pay the insurance. The remaining part of it is that cash flow. And it makes all the difference in the world. $400 a month, $800 a month, $2,000 a month, $2,500 a month, $4,400 a month, right? That's just one house at a time, compounded, two houses, three houses, four, 10, 11 houses, okay? Now, I do have a bonus consideration for you that you get as a real estate investor, and that is networking. Friends, I have more fun hanging out in a room full of like-minded real estate investors than I ever had in my life hanging out at a corporate event with a room full of 401k investors. Because no one talks about, all, all they do is they talk about funding the 401k, whereas we're sitting there laughing, having a great time sharing our results, sharing what we did um, with our spouses, our best friends. And it's just a lot of fun. So your bonus there is that networking component of people doing what you're doing and having a great time. That's why I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. See you next week. I'm Mike Harrison. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.